Welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. So thank you so much for joining me for another Media Coach podcast. I'm joined today by the incredible Angela Duncan, who is in top five in the Queensland network in Ray White. She's also an incredible mumpreneur. And by that, I mean, she truly manages everything. She has hands down one of the best balances I've ever seen a mum produce, even though she won't admit it. But she's not only a top lister, she does world-class results for her clients and she manages social media very, very well. She joins me today to share her top tips on how you can transform your business And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me a bit about your background. Um, So I started real estate when I was 15. I did a school-based traineeship um, and went to work in a real estate office on a Monday and a Saturday instead of going to school. So I loved property early. I, I joined Ray White when I was 17, so straight out of high school and Basically, I've kind of worked my way up the ladder through through growth spurts and, and forward and backwards over the years to, to find myself now a shareholder and a sort of elite agent in our business. You know, the one thing I love about you, Ange, is often people say to me, oh, I kind of fell into real estate. But for you, it seems like it was always something you, you've just always loved property, both renovating it with you and I believe it's your hubby and just everything about it from selling it, renovating the works. How did you kind of grow that passion? I I don't know. I mean, I just lived and breathed it from early. And truth be told, my parents were so disappointed when I was 14, 15 saying, I want to do real estate. I know most people, it's a fallback option or it's a, a lifestyle career you, you kind of, like you said, you fall into. Um, my parents were not in property. They were sort of humble one property you know, dabble with one investment property one time. So um, I, I know they had a family friend that owned a real estate office and I was maybe exposed to her two or three times in my early teens and just thought she was absolutely fabulous. And in every sense of why real estate sucks you in, the the convertible Mercedes and the suits and the wine of an afternoon, I was just all in on the image, I think, and then found out what it actually is and just enjoyed it even more. You know, I love that because I actually put up a post recently, which was, I think you commented on it. It was pretty funny and it talked about <laughs> real estate agents, I guess, this world of glamorized world of it, of real estate, when really, I truly believe it's one of the most demanding, like full on full scale jobs in the world today. Like what is the glamorized world of driving the nice cars? and all those kind of things it's actually a job of difficult conversations 24-hour relentless client care being on demand 24-7 and managing people in what can be the most difficult time of their life right which is moving home and you seem to manage that incredibly well with also some gorgeous babies how do you do that oh um I do admit that 70% of the time it is absolute structure and everything runs like a dream and 30% of the time it's a complete shit show if for lack of a better word so uh it's it's definitely um intense trying to schedule everyone but 
I I think obviously it's taken a lot of practice of the right role for me, the right role for my team, the right people. Um, I definitely think now where I'm at, it's spend good money on good people. Um, it is like running a tight ship. I Nothing happens by chance. We plan everything. We discuss everything. I am up every night writing a to-do list for six people and, you know, like everything is, is kind of calculated, but it's taken years of me being a, probably a poor leader to good people as well to make some errors and get the roles right so that now the people that support me, like they can sort of fly as well. But, you know, their, their growing success is certainly helping my growing success as well. I always say the biggest learnings I've ever made in business is when I'm failing. So I so love to hear that because it's not until we're actually failing that we're actually growing. So it's such, you know, if anybody's listening right now and just feel like everything is going wrong, remember you're in a time of complete learning and it's only when you're failing that you're really learning. And some of the biggest failures that I've ever made in my career have led to the biggest growth in my career too. So if you're hearing it from the beautiful Ange, you can definitely make it happen. One of the things that I guess I've loved about you and that totally caught my eye was your difference on social media. And for me, social media, it's a hard space for real estate agents. They're, you know, constantly trying to build a brand, but how do we build a brand that's not egotistical, but yet we've got to showcase our success. And especially being a female, sometimes standing out, like people will already take judgment of you. Like it's, it's sometimes I believe it's truly harder for women. And you did the most incredible job. And I remember you created a thumb stopper for me, which is obviously I see so much real estate content, but I kept on seeing these in gorgeous shoes in my feed so I don't know if it was the <laughs> shoes that created them stop but I was like she keeps on posting shoes and I was really every time I read the caption but the whole idea was every time you made a sale you posted another amazing shot of a shoe a sexy heel I should say listeners but tell me a little bit about that campaign where it came from and I guess what success it had for you so I, this was probably, so this was the final financial year leading into COVID. So pre-COVID, um, I had had some pretty good numbers sort of in the year and we maybe settled 65 houses and I sat down with my uh, then sort of TA at the time and we said, let's go for a hundred. So I had just had my second baby. He was, I mean, in the office, he was like a nursing newborn type stage and we we're like, let's go hard. Let's go for the biggest year we've ever had. Um, so we said we want to do a hundred settlements. Now I love shoes, always have. I always get commented on wearing high heels at inappropriate times. I just, it doesn't worry me. I would walk around acreage in shoes. It doesn't worry me. So we, we thought it was just a fun way to post a sold. I find sold photos personally so boring. So I thought it's a way to maybe engage a bit more, get, yeah, get a little bit of traction. And every time we posted a photo of like the heel kick in front of a sold sticker, we just put a little story about who the buyers were and who the sellers were. And it just accidentally got a bit more of a fun conversation going and a few more people got involved and um, yeah, kind of was really fun throughout the year. It actually became a huge pain in the butt to go and take the photo in front of a sold sticker because it was so time consuming we actually did get to 97 sales for the year which I was very happy to sort of post honestly we didn't quite get to 100 um but yeah it was so fun 
You know what, though? It's not even about the 100. It's about doing something differently, you know, and I just totally loved it. And another one that I did with a client of mine who's probably one of Australia's biggest listed listers, we, Chari and I actually counted up to a thousand homes of him selling in a certain amount of period. And every time he sold a home, he made the vendor holder like a chalkboard and we put like number 926. Um, And it was, I love it because it creates a point of difference. And without, I think even the intention of it, you're actually creating social proof in your brand, but you're doing it in a different way. And social proof is this idea that you're really great at selling and listing and you're creating raving fans through your brand. And it's that momentum of doing something different on social media. So, so well done. I totally loved it. And I'm definitely coming to raid your shoe closet. (laughs) Yeah, I had to buy, I had any excuse to buy a few more pairs, obviously. (laughs) I'm sure that went down well with Barbie's just like you at night, like, yeah. (laughs) So you've obviously been working in this industry a really long time and you're the epitome of working hard brings great results and you're also an incredible working mum. What would advice would you give to a young girl out there right now wanting to break through in the industry? Look, I think I was very grateful that I started early. I do get a lot of people contact me who have just had a baby or, you know, have a two-year-old and say, how do I have that lifestyle and how do I, you know, do real, should I start, I want to start real estate now too. And I think the only thing that I would say is I did start before kids. I had set up a business that was already doing good numbers and I did have um, staff already. So the decision for me to have a family was a lot more seamless. It was terrifying, but it was a lot more seamless. And I would say, like you do have to, like any business, think of your future and and plan ahead for that. I know there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of attraction to what someone sees on your Instagram or sees as your business now, but it definitely wasn't always that much. And even now the balance is still tricky. I said to you offline, but we, we're working, we're working on that constantly, but I would just say definitely try to put in the groundwork as much as possible so that you can have that. And that's with or without kids, just in terms of having a long, long standing business. Um, it is like an apprenticeship. Real estate is a couple of years, really full strap, trying to set up a business that really probably won't have much rewards initially to then get to the point where you can start to see some sort of fruits of your labor. Totally. I mean, I always say like it's at least one year before you can even think about securing your first listing and it's a five-year plan to dominate a market area and a 10-year to become number one. It's a lot of people see, I guess, the glamorized world of real estate, but the hours, the relentless hours you work are so real. And, you know, regardless of not if it's just on your Instagram, you are absolutely killing it because I believe every working mum is killing it with the amount of things that we have to juggle. And it's, you know, it's a really, it's always a hard balance. And I always, myself, like often I always feel like I'm failing or letting someone down, you know, because it's either my daughter I'm picking up last from daycare or I missed a phone call. But just know to all our working mums out there, you are really killing it. it. Every day is a challenge, but know that you're actually doing it. And that's one of the biggest things is you can sit at home and not, take on you know challenges because you're fearful or you can just jump right in so tell me a little bit about where your sales are now and what's next for Ange um I I mean I will definitely say thank you COVID it um, mind you we've hardly had a day off in three years but I have doubled my 
sort of GCI and my number of deals every year for the last three years. So, um, yeah, we should do 160 settlements for the financial year, um, which is amazing. To be honest, I can't even get my head around what we're doing next financial year. I usually would start planning that now, but we're just so focused on sort of seeing out the next couple of months. I've, I've probably, I've got absolutely the best, strongest team I've ever had in terms of the right people, but also people that are generating their own business and, and becoming their own agents within my team and at a place where I know they're not going to leave. We've got this insane loyalty and stability, which just goes miles to know what's possible. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really sort of stuck working out what's next because the last couple of years have just been such a roller coaster. It honestly, we've had so much rapid growth since COVID with so many people obviously choosing lifestyle changes, which has seen such an onset in the property market. Tell me a little bit about your social media. One of the things I love about your social media, and obviously I'm all about giving tips and tricks and advice in this podcast. And one of the things I love about you is you do have the courage to number one, stand out, and you're so committed on it. Like I see you post so regularly what advice would you give for someone starting in social media or trying to build traction in social well I think off the back of the 100 deals in heels we started to get a fair bit more following and chatter and sort of engagement and it was actually my photographer at the time who said you've got to start doing these like candid photos you've got to start posting more and you know all the all the right things that everyone tells you to do and like one of my favorite things is we beg women to love themselves but tell confident women to calm down like that's one of my favorite of all times and I like I'm a bit of a bulldog I'm very confident and so we were like okay we've got to do this and even I crumble behind the camera I'm it's so cringy I hate it it's so weird but when you post like a photo and you have like a witty caption or you have something that you know, something you believe in, you just, you just do, you get messages, you get people follow you. I, I approach social media as the database of my friends of friends. Um, it's a great way to keep in touch with clients that bought off you that you really like, and you really want to follow what they're doing as well. And really, you know, obviously I post a lot about my kids and there's no work me and home me. It's, it's all the same and it's either your style or it's not. And, and that's, that's totally fine. Um, but at the moment we, we have been tracking referrals. And so last year in the calendar year, um, I had minimum of 14 direct listings that came from relationships built over Instagram or direct referrals from someone saying, I follow you, I like what you do, please sell my house or please sell my auntie's house. And that was really cool to track because that was the equivalent of just over 200,000 GCI to my business, which I mean, last year was more than 10%. Um, So it's something that we... To be honest, it's not the forefront of my mind at all times, but it is something that we see as an underlying, just another layer that you have, a base you have to cover. Um, and definitely like my staff are a lot younger than me and I am at them, like post a video of that house, like put something on your stories, like build your profile while you're young, while your friends haven't bought yet so that when they have, it's a no-brainer that they're going to come to you. Um, and obviously yeah, you can meet amazing people through networking and recruitment and all kinds of other tools. Like there's just no... There's no loss, but you just got to put it out there. And and honestly, like the posting regularly drives me nuts. It does, but it's it's something that, like I said, we have measured the value on, and that's only growing. I know I've already had six listings this like this quarter from from those same relationships um, that have come directly from social media. One hundred percent. And it's just like prospecting, any form of prospecting, which I hate the word prospecting. By the way, I prefer the word prospecting. <laughs> 
sessions when someone says to me oh yeah I'm not a little prospecting session I like cringe but it's like you're actually just out there creating mm-hmm. conversations and that's exactly what social media can do for you it can help you generate world-class conversations that lead into relationships and if you've got a pen and paper out there right now just write this down for me it's conversation conversation leads to relationship relationship leads to nurture nurture leads to client and then client goes back into nurture and where social media sits is those two points that Ange just said it's conversation and it's giving you the ability ability to nurture current clients you know and by regularly posting you're going to be able to double down in your brand and your brand awareness. But one thing that she did mention there that's so, so important and we'll actually see an 84% rise in your engagement is posting photos of you. A lot of the time when I'm in presentations, I'll sit down and I'll say, you know, name somebody that does social media well. And there's some pretty big punches in Australia now that consistent names come up, you know. And as those names come up, you know, and I want our listeners out there now to even think of people that do social media well. What do you notice? You're actually talking about a human, not a business. You're talking about someone and they'll often have photos of themselves and their life. So if you're that person that's just posting property, you're never going to build traction. Put a photo of a human in that property, you're going to boost your engagement before 84%. Well, Angela, so much advice you've offered my incredible listeners. And thank you so, so much for taking the time to join me. I know that you're not only incredibly busy with the beautiful children and also slaying your sale results like nobody's business. So I am just truly grateful for having you on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thank you again. Thank you. Well, that's all from the media coach. Until next episode, thanks for joining me. Thank you.